um, come and join in remotely. So you said you're a busy man. So I appreciate your time. No, apologies not being there. No, it's okay. Don't worry. I'll send you an angry email later. No, I'm joking. Um, cool. So we're just going to do our little intro first of all, and then we'll kind of get into it. But first of all, don't worry. I'm not going to ask you any like Jeremy Vine questions. Like it's not going to be like an interrogation. It might be actually, but no. I'll keep you on your toes. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm not there, so you can you can give me. Oh, no, of course. Like, on behalf, you know. Awesome. Cool. Do you want to do this one? No, you do the intro. We have this conversation every single time where it's like, who's going to do the intro? You should do the intro, it's the last one. Well, the bonus episode. The bonus episode, okay. (laughs) Well, you thought it was over, (laughs) but unfortunately I took up all your time again. And now, (laughs) so yeah, episode five, we've done a bonus episode for you guys with Colour podcast is now coming to a close for the month of October for Black History Month but we have some very special guests with us today we've got our executive sponsors for our ECGs we have Matthew and Patrick here with us and we're just going to have a really great conversation about everything me and Rue has learned over this kind of month doing this podcast we've been able to speak to some amazing guests I've been able to speak to my colleagues I've got to speak to people from the leadership team and some external guests such as you know some great black businesses which you all should be following and supporting by the way and I will check your Instagrams individually you think I don't have all your Instagram handles but I do also we've been speaking to some great friends of mine to talk about black culture who uh, exemplifies black excellence for them and yeah so I just thought this would be a great way just to round it off to speak to the guys high above in the clouds you never get to see (laughs) Hi everyone, it's Rue, I'm still here. Can you introduce yourself? Oh, what's your name? Well, my name is Siobhan, but we, we've done this every week and you should know who I am by now. But yes, I... Okay, kind of reminder. I'm Siobhan, I'm a community lead based in Tuminster Court and I'm also part of the We of Colour Committee. So we're going to throw it over now to our guests here to introduce themselves, tell us a bit about them and also a nice little fun fact about them. Let's break some Ooh, ice. Oh, you're bringing it back with the fun fact. Of course. we love a fun fact at WeWork. Of course. <laughs> Who'd like to go first? Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll tell you. So my, I, I really, I had a history when I was younger of being in some work environments where I had to give fun facts and getting really nervous, and it still <laughs> triggers this like clawback to ridiculously. Stress. But anyway, I, I'll, I'll give one happily. Um, so I'm, I'm Patrick Nelson. I hope that people do know who I am because I'm, I'm in and about. But um, I head up our international real estate. Uh, I've been at WeWork coming up eight years now. Eight years, Jesus. Eight years. Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So I, did, I, I joined in New York and I was there for a little while, for a couple of years. Um, I was the hundredth employee when the HQ was like forty people, oh. um, which was obviously pretty crazy. And then when I came to London, I remember the first Christmas party we had in fifteen. Uh, it was twenty-two people on the invite list, and we were like, "Wow, we're growing so fast." So. <laughs> uh, you know that was that was always pretty special. So, um, uh, what else? I'm born in London, uh, raised in London, and then I've spent a lot of my life in in New York. Um, and fun fact: my fun fact is I went to a concert, a real life concert, for the first time uh, in in almost two years, and I saw Gregory Porter at the Royal Abbott Hall. No, Gregory Porter, but he was it was very special. Uh, wow. He's a very soulful man and he has a beautiful voice. And he's he's gratuitous and unapologetic about how much he loves love. And that was that was pretty awesome. Oh, um, there's one oh. thing that I love is love. No. Yeah, that's what he said. He actually said those exact words. <laughs> and, but it was perfect. And you really you're like, yeah, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> perfect. Yeah. A great introduction. Matthew. So I'm Mathieu, um, born and raised in France, as you can guess. Uh, I've been at WeWork for three years and a half now. I'm the GM for the UK and Ireland and emerging markets. Um, my fun fact, I think it's a bit like Patrick, like as soon as you say fun fact, I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, I was not supposed to say That's swear okay. words, but it is. Oh, you uh, swore before me. I'm happy. Um, my fun fact is actually and I, I discussed that to the team like a few months ago and so now it's out um, but when I was a kid I was on a show on the Disney Channel uh, there's some videos and some pictures out there 
nobody has found them yet. Uh, Please share them with us. I will never share them, but if you find them, that's the Big that's mistake. the golden prize. <laughs> but I know it's out. I will look for these tonight. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm right now. Is that Good luck. Okay? Good luck. <laughs> that's the challenge. Oh, amazing. I love that. Okay. okay. That's a good one. No, I enjoyed that. So, as it's coming towards the end of Black History Month, or as we as we release this, it will be the end of Black History Month, um, I just kind of thought this would be kind of great, as it's like the end of the month, a time for reflection of overview, because I think for me, especially during this podcast and outside work and stuff, I've really been contemplating a lot about what I've learned, taken a lot of educational points. I've I've listened to some great stories around the month. So I thought it would be great, especially when we talk to our executive sponsors in terms of the last year, because we have to all admit that 2020 was a madness. Let's just, forgetting like COVID-19, we're just talking about kind of everything that we've seen in the news, all kind of like emerging stories that are really about kind of who, who we are as human beings, um, regardless of race, gender, sexual preference. There's been some amazing kind of stories of triumph, triumph and progression, but also there's been a lot of stuff in the news where we've had to take some time to reflect and see how we're responding to this kind of amount of media. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to throw it in there for you guys of how you've kind of dealt with all that kind of stuff that's been happening in the news the last year. Ooh. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, it's a very big philosophical question, right? Um, I think if I look at 2020 and 2021, I think what's, if you put uh, aside all the pandemic and all the difficult things, like there's a lot of exciting things and a lot of change. And I think like, if I look at society in general, if I look at WeWork, if I look at myself, we have all changed. And so I look at WeWork, I think the role of the ECG have never been clearer. And I think that was not the case in the past. And I think like we've done significant progress. The role of being an ally within WeWork has also been made clearer, especially in 21. And I think like now you start having people that like are not afraid to be allies like they were afraid before, but I think they are not anymore. And I think personally, like I think it has been an emotional roller coaster mixed with like a lot of education. I've been really educated over the last few months, and like you guys have educated me a lot. Like working with Pride, of we have learned so much as well. Um, so I look back at like these two years as like an awesome opportunity. And I think if I look at 22 now, it's like how do we keep the momentum? How do we make sure that like this podcast is an example of the momentum, right? That's something we talked about like for a very long time and now we're doing it. And how do we continue having like all this channel and having all these discussions to make sure that like, yeah, we don't fall for the traps of the past and we, yeah, we keep progressing. Um, not saying everything is perfect and it's far from perfect, um, but I think we are, yeah, everybody's making a progress. Patrick, what has been your experience? I, I think so. There's a lot that I agree about what Matthias said and, and, and said, and I think so. Something that we all have a WeWork, and whether we, if we didn't have it before, we definitely have it now, and that's resilience. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, so when stuff changes, the natural kind of human instinct is that that's quite difficult. You know, even if change is positive, it's still change, and change just in itself can be difficult. And I think that we were, we've all gotten very good at becoming more accustomed to it and, and being resilient. But I think the ultimate point you want to get to is what change does offer, which I couldn't agree with more, is it, it's an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to see what was right and what was wrong. And also, as you go through that change and you navigate it, you know, how could I have done that better? How could we have, um, you know, predicted certain things that were going to be tough or wrong or things that were good and we could have done more of? And I think as you become more resilient, you become more calm in that moment of change. And that's when you can have the composure to really look at stuff and say, okay, I'll be thoughtful about this and, and kind of put the, the change and the commotion to one side and actually be thoughtful and calm and composed about how I'm going to address this. And that's, that's from multiple angles. One, like your own personal self, like your, your own emotions, but then also, you know, you want to get, you want to extend it to the people around you and, you know, you want to be able to really, I, I think the importance of empathy in those moments is, is greater than it is even in normal life. Um, so I think over the past two years, like, you know, the learning is big, but I think uh, hopefully the kind of the learning for, for being empathetic in those tougher moments, that I think has been a big learning. 
Um, and then I think on the flip side of it, there's also, I mean, obviously there's been some pretty dark stuff. And I think just learning how to kind of protect yourself from that to, to understand it, but not to get wrapped up in it. And I think that's a new thing when you have a lot of social media and you're just, you can easily be bombarded with easy kind of news stories. And listen, this is the case maybe with WeWork and there's been a lot of, um, you know, the, all, all the changes that have gone through. And then you're talking about with COVID and, and, uh, and you know, all, all other movements. I think you want to um, just to have kind of awareness of it, but then not to, to be too, it, it's e basically the default position I think in life now is that you're overexposed to stuff. And I think just managing the level of exposure is an important thing as well. Yeah, I think I think something that I have noticed and learned over the last like two years with working with both of you is that we are actually, as a region, are very advanced in terms of the communication, the connection between the ECG and the executive sponsors. Whereas when I've had conversations with other part with other um, sort of executive sponsors that are not based here, that, that connection is not as strong. So I think that's testament to the effort that both of you have like put towards trying to assist or be, um, you know, that person when someone is pushing back and saying no. And I have Edisa Kassa to turn around and say to both of you, hey, I need your support with this. And you'd both turn around and be like, okay, cool. I trust what you're saying. Maybe we can change this and the other, this and that and we can push it forward. So I think that's one thing to um, to like just praise to you guys mm -hmm. um, and just let me make people aware that there's a lot that happens in terms of communication um, in the background that people are not aware of. Um, and I think sometimes a lot of people ask that question, like what what is the leader's role in the ECG? Because like you said, you get caught up in all the information that's been overloaded and then waiting for a reaction. But sometimes you actually have to digest all that information before you can actually come with a solution or come with an action, which I think sometimes a lot of people just want something super reactive, but that doesn't necessarily solve the issue at hand. Um, so my question, um, well, before I say the question, I actually, because um, I've done this for a long time, I have noticed a complete 180 from every single leader since I've obviously been here for a long time. I can see how the last year two years has like changed a lot of people's opinions and how they want to assist. And I think that's just a testament of us being human beings. Like, I think I, I respect people more when they realize that, oh, actually I never took notice on of that. And that's important. So now that's part of my agenda. I respect that person more because they probably have gone out of their way to re-educate themselves on an opinion that they previously had. So that's something that I've, I've noticed anyway. But my question um, on my end would be about, and me and Siobhan spoke about this earlier, is we, we want to know how you see yourselves in the next year or so and, and what you would like to contribute. Um, and I guess I would put this to Patrick first because on my end, and because you're our executive sponsor, yeah. I, I, I know that you're hands-on and want to help, but we've had conversations where I'm kind of like, Right now, everything is okay in terms of the group. If I wanted to change anything, it would be like a policy. It would be something very major where we don't have that much control <laughs> um, or there's like a GDPR law that stops us from sharing that specific information. But we've had conversations about how you would like to obviously um, contribute and be part of We of Colour. So I'm sort of curious as to going forward, what would you both like to contribute to your various different groups um, or what you would like to um, give to the other groups that are enjointed with, with us? Yeah, so something that Rue, you and I have talked about, but also um, Mathieu, uh, Tasha, Nikki and myself have talked about is, I, I, I like this idea of, um, well, let, let me start off and say that, Rue, you know, I, I, I love saying this publicly, but, you know, I think, and as many people do, that you're a very special one. And, um, and, 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 and <laughs> so <cute>. but, but, <laughs> but, but I think, I think um, the reason, uh, some of the changes that I'd like to kind of see is that at the moment, I think because you're such an amazing leader and, and like, 
you're so fully like involved in We of Color. Um, I would also want to make sure that the organization continues. You know, if, if someday you you weren't as involved, that the organization is still strong and still continues in the way that you've built it to to be as strong as it is. Mm-hmm. And I think one in terms of structure is that I would love to see um, across all ECGs, but that you know participants chairs that their prominence within the business um, is and their visibility within the business is is kind of elevated and it also mirrors and mimics uh, the a lot of the sort of existing business organization structure so you know I think the same way that we have kind of territory heads of different departments like so I, if I if I just use the real estate uh, function you know so obviously the international region but then within each of the four territories there's a head of real estate and that person works both with me but also with the GM and I would love to see a situation where <clears throat> by increasing the sort of visibility and prominence of the people within the ECGs to mirror that um, it, it gives obviously like it's beneficial in terms of exposure for the individuals involved but it's also I think beneficial for the entire ECG organization because then it, it further integrates it into the business mm-hmm. um, so what what I guess I would like to do over the next year um, is is basically have the, the, the you know all the ECGs, but for me specifically, we of color. Like whatever happens, it would continue and it would continue in a strong manner that it has today, and you know hopefully continue to grow in strength. But um, that basically it wouldn't be as dependent on you, Rue, and I mean that very much as a compliment. Um, but that I suppose that's what I'd sort of want to see in a year's time. That the whole thing kind of is even further integrated and even more prominent. Yeah, yeah, structure. But she doesn't plan to leave anytime soon, I, I so you're tied into an eight-year commitment. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no, no, I, I know that, but you get what I'm saying. It's just, it's, it's just I think that it's basically I feel like we of color at the moment is too dependent on the brilliance of Ruth, mm. and I think that and don't and I know there's lots of people involved. But I, um, I, I think just I would like its prominence to be not so dependent on on sort of the individual. That yeah. No, I agree. I agree with that. We've had that conversation. Oh, we've had, yeah. Where I think um, in the other podcasts, I've said that my job now is to have someone that is maybe caught in a rut and kind of trying to figure out um, their career progression or trying to understand what they potentially could be good at and using way of colour to get them to build relationships within the different areas and the teams that we work with because we work with every single team from community all the way up to like the marketing part of them because I love working with them Um, and the people team like there's constant conversations I think like it's more than just doing events and like yeah it's stressful but there's actually opportunity to grow and I think I agree with you that structure would be amazing um and I'm excited to see what we can build because I love a good like package and everything done to a certain standard. So it'll be nice to like sort it. Matthew, I'm curious to see to hear what your thoughts are. So I think it's quite similar to Patrick, um, and I would echo the kind words I think for both of you because um, <laughs> that's a pleasure to work with both of you. I think if I look at like what we've done really well uh, with ESCG, is really like the employee engagement starting to shift, as you say, like the behaviors of the leaders, the managers, the, that everybody like within WeWork. And I think that's a, that's a great first step, but I think it's, it's not a lasting change because it's really relying on people staying in the company and keeping um, better behaviors, I'd say. So I think the next step now, and as we are starting to think about 22, because it's only two months away now, um, it's about how do we bring all the learning from VCG and from being allies and, and wanting to change in the company to the policies, the processes. Because that's the only way we're going like, to really drive lasting change. So if I think about community, about relationship with members, we still have to do some change on the membership agreements. We still have to do some change on some of the policy. Think about flagging issues. We still have some change on policy that are needed. There is that list, and I think that this is relatively clear now. We need, I think, to come up with all the ECG, finalize that list, actually that list and say, okay, 
every function will start taking ownership for some of them. So a lot of stuff will be on the people team, some stuff will be on the community team at territory level, at international level, some stuff will require legal. And I think like if we manage to be clear with all these functions, I think we have a chance to really do a lasting, like have a lasting impact. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what 22 should be about. Um, but that means we need to start now. We need to start well, as we are starting to prepare the budget, roughly like in the next month, month and a half. That's what we're going to have to, to clarify at least. And that's something I would be really excited about. Yeah, that's amazing. That's a, a really um, different. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> well, we're expecting. I am speechless. <laughs> no, I think I think we've had a lot of those conversations about policies and safeguarding and things like that. So I think it's good to put something in writing and on paper. And I think it will be again like I've I've said this to people because they've always asked me, why have you been at WeWork for so long? And I always say, hey, if I go to any other like business, they have a WeWork space. So they want, they get t-shirts now. Do, who do you think started that? So I'm thinking there's other things that we still need to add to improve and be like game changers. So yeah. things like that are important and, and, and the next step, basically. And also it's like, it's good to see it in the context of the journey, right? It's two, three years ago, VCG had like, the organization two years ago got better one year ago got very like very much more important now we're at the stage where like i think we are becoming mature enough as a company to make the lasting change and um that's why it's exciting and that's why we need to get going with it and as you said right if we do it well we can start talking about that with our members we can start showing like okay it is what we do we won't force it on you but yeah that's what we do and like if you want to take the good ideas there we're more than happy to share them and if we fail, we should maybe also share it. Yeah, I love that. I think for me, from, from my outlook, because I've kind of joined, not late, but at a really nice pivotal point where they, like you said, there is this momentum and it's about sustaining it. And it's actually quite refreshing. And I said this in the last um, podcast episode that um, unlike any other company that I've joined and been in, I've actually felt empowered to embrace who I am as a, as a black British woman, as an employee of colour and like... Again, I've said this, like, I've never felt so welcome to, to embrace my differences and not feel like it's a, something that's holding me back or I feel I need to stimulate in any way. And it's really refreshing to have this conversation with, with both of you um, to say that, you know, you've had this in your mindset and that there is a plan and that you want to kind of invoke this change. It's not very much like you're being reactive to it because you've taken in everything that you've learned from not only the business, but outside and that you want to run with that and make these kind of changes in policies that whoever joins We of Colour, whoever just joins WeWork in general, can join an ECG and know that what they're going to be partaking in is beneficial for, for everyone and then hopefully on to our members that, that come to a building. Um, and especially from a community perspective, when it feels very separate, where we're very much like, we're kind of like these little standalone buildings and it's like, how do we kind of like benefit and trickle down? What I'd love to see from this is if we have the sustained like momentum, it just becomes part of the day-to-day -day where it's, you know, not only just in the Slack channel, but when you have an event in there or you see it on the screens of the TV or you just have these really nice open conversations with members and then like our events and our marketing kind of like embraces everything that our ECGs kind of stand for and embody. Yeah. So that's that's great to see. Yeah. But I think, <laughs> right, just on what Matthew, Matthew said, I think it's right, if you had something where it, there was sort of a more, let's say, a monthly catch up with the with the GM, and then there's a monthly catch up with the with the, the leaders, international leadership team. Let's say on a once every two or three months basis, then you're going to have the awareness increases, and that's great. But I think also then pretty soon, if you have that cadence, then you're going to start having a concept of accountability because you're going to say, okay, what are the goals? And I'm talking accountability probably both ways, but more towards the leadership team that says, okay, what are what are the goals now? What do we need? So you know is there a budget request or whatever it is but it just means that there's like it, it becomes just ingrained and i think that the having the exposure is great the next step is having the sort of the the frequency of repeated kind of exposure and then it's having that sense of like this is the goal and this is what's accountable and i think that and then then you're at a point where it's just it moves all together and i think that's what we want to get to yeah i think accountability is the most important factor in this whole in this whole game of ECGs um, this week I was on a panel um, with a, a member actually who invited me to speak on 
running an ECG and we had a few people from um, Google. We had another person from a company called Hired. Um, and I can't remember the name of the other business, um, but very diverse panel. And we had a conversation um, about just what it's like being part of something that is championing diversity and inclusion. And what was interesting is that member said in the call that she has noticed the fact that we as a business are taking the initiative to celebrate like specific months or having a specific mm -hmm. events and it's become apparent to them that there's been a shift um which i thought was like great because i was like i don't know how it's impacting externally i know what what we have done but i don't know how the member has seen that but what had um come from that conversation is accountability every single one of us um basically zoned in on that point and said, you know, meeting with leaders, having like a KPI goal or having like a specific um, number that we're aiming for. I know it's really like frustrating to like go and here we are back at numbers, but that really shows the growth that the business is doing from an initiative that has been put in place, yeah. which I think sometimes when it comes to ECGs where we do for sure. Um, but I would like to give a shout out to the pride of we team because they have put out a survey for people to voluntarily come in and fill out um what they identify as and if anyone's listening that's super important because that information can be used for various different things so it's voluntary so obviously recommend you doing that if and you we'll, share it. we'll share it we'll share it we'll share it after yeah. the um after this call but i think things like that and having a number does help in the sense of actually sitting back and saying, hey, this is where we're at now. Where do you want to be in future? And what was, and I bring this back to that diversity panel I was on, because we did talk about numbers um, towards the end of the call. And um, we were all like, you know, we can't force anyone to do that. Like, how do we show accountability of how much progress we've had, etc." And a lot of the people on that panel just turned around and said, it works, it's still a number. It's still something we can like, use to get some sort of result or aim for something in future um so i'm definitely for like having some sort of accountability and meeting up with leadership but what is more important to me is understanding what the commitment is from their end because i feel like as ecg leads and i'm i hope i can speak for all of them i think we're willing to do as much as possible to get the message across and to support the initiative as much as possible. And what's great to where we are now, we are like one team. Every single event that we do, we discuss, we um, help each other, we give each other advice on how we should run things or what would be best or what would not be best. Um, and I think because we're, we're at that stage where we can leverage that as an advantage to get as much information and, and come, up with the, come up with a general goal on how we can get leadership involved, have that accountability if it's a number when we come to those calls. Because from my perspective, if I had to come to a call, I can share what We of Colour has done both locally and globally, but I'm not sure whether that information is helpful for a leader. Because in my head, I'm like, this is just doing, it's just events. Like, I don't know how that is making you understand the value whereas if i had a number maybe that would be more helpful so i think there's a lot on our end um that we can do so leadership can understand how we can like contribute when it comes to goals um i think i think it's i think it's a bit of both right you've got to have you need to understand like everyone i think has done has improved over the last couple of years of understanding the importance of this across the culture and the business and if you look you know being your authentic self, togetherness, like these are, are key kind of um, principles that have been outlined and, and stated. But so I, I think that's one part of it and it's hugely important and everyone should be aware. But on, on the number bit, then, you know, people run businesses and people are more effective if they're held accountable. So I think it both they can be, it's a combination of both. And But I think... Both of these can happen, that the sort of understanding the, the cultural importance and that the sort of, you know, just the, to be a successful business, you need you need that part of it. And then to have the numbers and the accountability piece, I think all of those are facilitated by just having more exposure and a more kind of frequent 
you know, level of like, okay, every month or every three months or whatever it is, there's a meeting, we go through these KPIs and understand what it is. Because even just knowing that that meeting is coming up means that you, everyone starts thinking, okay, what are we, how are we taking this forward? Like what, what's the sort of, what's the driver, whether it's a budget or whether it's a recognition or whether it's exposure, you know, all of those things. I think it's, the conversation needs to happen in the structure of the organization. Yeah, I feel on that. It's a difficult question, right? That's why I guess everybody has so many, so many opinions about it. I think when it comes to accountability, I think the data is important because it kind of, as you say, grounds kind of a debate and it gives you something like you can look at and you can look at every month or every six months and then you see kind of a progress. However, I think like if you rely only on the data, you have an expectation that leadership will look at the data point, set another one and kind of like say, go figure it out. Well, I think we could think of that the other way around, which would be the ECGs are customers of leadership. And what it means by that is like, okay, as a customer, you specify what you need, right? So when you think about how we sell desk, we say, okay, what's your budget? What's your requirements on a nice window, on a nice terrace, whatever it is. I think the ECG should, back to my first point about 22, is like the ECG in that specific ownership should be, here is what we expect to make we work a better place to work, to make we work a better culture. And I think from there, like, you create your accountability de facto because you say, okay, I'm your customer, I will judge you. And actually one of the ways to judge you will be the NPS or will be like satisfaction score. And therefore like you will drive change because you will force accountability on them. And that's the, that's the, that's the way we go about it because it doesn't create any gaps in terms of like, who is owning this? By doing that way, you say, okay, I'm your customer. I want that from you. So I get it if I cannot get it in 21, but I want to get it from the in the next two to three years, yeah. and that's, that's how great that's how I would go about it. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah. Siobhan, did you have anything you wanted to ask? Um, you know what? I've just been taking all this in. <laughs> no, because I, I enjoy this because I'm learning. I'm learning about how the the actual business works. Remember, I sit in a, a community building. And my day-to-day -day is very different to how you guys work in HQ. And I think there, there is this kind of weird thing. And I, and I said it again, if you've been listening weeks and weeks, I imagine HQ like this kind of like yellow brick road, Emerald City <laughs> like thing. And I'm like, all the, the, the mystery and the wonderment. But this, this is actually great insight. So I'm actually just kind of taking all this in. The only thing I would probably ask is like, for me, it's all about kind of the, the culture and how we, we're asking our the employees who are technically, like you said, are the customers, what they want, and I and that's what I'm kind of like wondering how we're going to get those answers back because the engagement is is growing and it's great, but right now we've all been really tired. We've been focusing on you know listening yeah. and all the new changes, especially for community. Like their days are packed for 2022, and we have all these plans and we're looking at this data when we're providing all this stuff, is exactly what we want. That's my question. And, and that's why the ECGs are so important because the goal is not to go to every employee and say, oh, what do you want? What do you expect? Because then you open, you open like a, a Pandora's box and then from there, like it's difficult to close it. Uh, <laughs> but most importantly, like you will, it's going to be difficult to prioritize your resources. Mm -hmm. And I think the amazing job done by the ECG is that you are letting the ideas brew and then you identify the best ones and you identify the ones that will be the most impactful for your specific group. Mm -hmm. And that's why we have this different group and as we, we don't have one group of employees, right? Mm -hmm. um, so that's the, that's the way I think we should go about it. And that's mm -hmm. why like, it's not putting more work on the ECG, but it's more like, okay, let's sit down, let's specify what you need and let's go. Um, and again, let's go like the change will not be tomorrow. That's going to be a continuous like change management program might take like a year, two years, three years, but like we look around the table, we know that over the last two years we've done a lot, so we can do still a lot like in, in another two years. Yeah, I, I agree. I think going through the ECGs is 100% the right way. And I think all, all of this kind of prominence and what I'm suggesting with any accountability is to empower the ECGs. Mm. I think that's, I think there's real alignment and agreement in the business that the ECGs is the right way. So let, let's, you know, like I, let's empower the ECGs to, to, to sort of have a voice and a louder voice and get done what they want to get done. That's fair. <laughs> no, 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 that's good. Um, that's good yeah. Um, I, my mind 
I had a question in my mind, but it's completely gone. <laughs> <laughs> we can wait. We can cut out editing. Don't worry. Um, but I think just like for those who are listening, I think engagement is super important. And like um, I've been to events where we've been able to bring in 200 people um, on a weird color um, side. And then we've had some events where we've had maybe five people have showed mm-hmm. up. All those events are equally as impactful because they mm-hmm. go they impact that individual and they might go to someone and express to that person that specific issue or um, whatever the conversation is. And I think um, what I look forward to is getting to that point where um, I'm able to sit in a family hour and I'm able to hear what the grievance is from people and then being able to list out what that goal for 2022 is and then coming and saying hey like these are the things that people have like raised and want to see change so what are the next steps we can like take and this is the timeline that we're gonna we're gonna put to to solve these to solve that specific issue or try and implement something um i think my last but not least (laughs) question (laughs) Um, would be what has been um, a highlight for you so far um, with watching the ECGs? And also I'd be curious, what because you guys are technically sitting in the rooms with um, leaders where you have these conversations, um, what has been a turning point where um, the ECGs have become a crucial part of the business? Um, and yeah, what was that moment where we were like, wow, like we're really going forward and this is great and I want to be part of it. And then to caveat that, why, then I shouldn't say why, what made you put your hand up and say, I want to be part of an executive uh, sponsorship and I want to help empower these groups? Because I'm sure a lot of people are sort of curious um, as to why you guys put your hands up. I don't know who wants to go first. The mic is... I'll, I'll take it. So, so for me, the wanting wanting to to sort of join the actual group was um, Rue. I'm going to give you another compliment. It was because oh, I wanted no. to work closely with you because um, <laughs> I think I think you're you know I think you're, you're fantastic, and I wanted to sort of just to to learn and to understand. Um, and then the other person was also Sandeep. Was I saw that. Uh, I think Sandeep really very sincerely and genuinely has a, a real um, invested interest, you know, for the business, socially, like a, a responsibility, everything to be involved in the ECGs. And I, and I, so seeing the kind of both Rue and Sandeep, I thought was, I was like, that's something that is very impressive. And I'd love to, to sort of be involved in that. Um, and then, and then for me personally, and wanting to join, um, you know, I just, I, I grew up in London and, you know, then I lived in, in America for a while. And I think you sort of see that across the, it's, it's, I just think it's really crazy that, you know, take we of color that we still live in a world that has racism, I think is a bit bonkers. Um, and obviously it's like, it's pretty horrific. And I think with Black Lives Matters, for me, one of the big things that came out was just the prevalence of microaggressions. And I wasn't as familiar with that before the, the um, you know, a couple of years ago. And I just think that that's such a, that's kind of like a travesty and pretty embarrassing as a, as a society. And I think hopefully in 30, 20, maybe 10 or even less years time, we're going to collectively look back and basically just be a bit ashamed that that was something that we still had. So I wanted to do something, whatever it was, to try and get involved, to, to be a part of improving it. Nice. Thank you for the compliments. Yeah. I'm going to put Kelly's response underneath this. It's great. I love it. It's recorded. Yeah, I, I have, I have like a, a dog waiting at the door. So if Patrick doesn't give me any compliments, he's going to get bitten. So that's why he's doing this. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Everyone came here of their own volition. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I might get a, a message from Ashley Cook like, Rue, should have not said that. <laughs> Matthew. Um, I think without a doubt, the highlight, um, I think that was last year, it was my first family hours. Um, I love family hours. I love the concept. I think it's just like absolutely brilliant. Um, 
but for me that was a massive slap in the face um so i was really like um I attended it. I think Phoebe was like, oh, are you aware of this event tonight? You should attend. Um, and I attended. And I was a bit tired and I was a bit like, okay, let's go and, and let's see see what comes out of it. But for me, that was one of my, you know, like life-changing, like you just realized that you passed completely something. Mm-hmm. Um, because maybe because of, yeah, where I grew up, maybe the way my own context, my own like vision of the situation. And I think as like uh, Patrick was saying, like, I was aware of microaggression. I was not aware because, like, as a foreigner, you you experience them in your own way. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody knows how to say my name. Um, oops. <laughs> <laughs> Before we end the podcast, we will have a little segment of Matthew explaining uh, how to sure? say his name. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think what I was not really clear is like, yeah, that racism was so prevalent in the UK. I had that vision of the UK being like. No, it doesn't exist, and 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 then discussing with right away, I was like, really, like everybody's is discriminated, whether we want to or not, in a city like London, mm-hmm. and it's really, it's it's really weird. So I think the the reason why I got involved with right away was I wanted to be an ally, but I wanted to be an active ally, and I think that was for me the best way to uh, to really spend time with them, try to like coach the team, uh, and try to drive change, uh, and I'm. I love loving working with them. That's awesome, um, and yeah, and, I, and I'm just super, super grateful. Like, by for organizing these family hours, for like helping like these people to have a. As you said, right? You said you don't need that many people to attend an event. You need one person to have a life changing moment. Uh, and I'm grateful that you gave that to me. I'm grateful that you gave that to Carrie, for instance. We discussed um, that a lot with her, and that's where she got involved and in in Women We because. Yeah, it's just one of the stuff that, like, if I look back at, like, the last two years, that, that's that's my life changing moment. So thank yeah. you for making me a better person. I need to say I watched Matthew's face through that whole family hour. But explain the context. What was the questions? So like it was just off the back of um, George Floyd. Okay. And we had the, so basically, family hour was always a thing during COVID that we arranged as a global team in, in We of Colour because we had our own separate. In terms of structure, like we already had like a very very well put together ecosystem and we'd already been doing family hours and then I was like you know what we're gonna implement this in the in the UK and we'll see how that goes mm. and basically it was an open conversation for people to come and just discuss their their thoughts their feelings everything literally it was very honest it wasn't recorded it was a safe uh, space allies could ask questions people of color could express their frustrations I think that whole session was an eye-opener for a lot of people. So it was eye-opener for Matthew because I saw his face. It was also a very big eye-opener for Kerry as well. Mm. Um, and there were other people in those conversations who then realized that there were some areas that they had like like not taken any notice of. Mm. So reaching out to colleagues and saying, hey, I apologize for that time that this happened. And that was a lot for those people. Um, and <laughs> what happened to me in the first episode? I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. Like, you think um, we would have learned <laughs> calendar invites coming up for the race. Um, and I, I remember coming off that call and feeling very fatigued because I was like, oh my god, like so much was said, but also being terrified. And I think just as like a, a we'll have a conversation about like my journey as an ECG lead, but. I remember just about going to that call and Nora saying to me, listen, like people might say things, what are we going to do? And I was like, don't worry. If anyone says anything, like I will say something to just like float the room back. And if anyone has any issues, I'll tell them to just come to me. I'll take the flag. But I remember being terrified. I was sitting in my chair at home sweating. Like, I'm not joking. My aunt... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were like it was horrible and I remember like closing the laptop and close and uh, calling my mom and I was like if I get fired tomorrow like just and, I, and that's being realistic and honest of how I felt at that point to express those feelings and those thoughts and those experiences that I had um and I also remember uh Nora like messaging me and saying 
are you nervous? And I'm like, it's okay, like, it's fine. And the next morning, I had a call in with Oig, and I was like, that's it, game five. <laughs> that's it. And it was at an odd time, it was like at 9.15, and I was like, no, nah, this is it. I have to go in and give him my laptop, and it's done, and I was sweating. And the conversation with him was completely, um, no, he was like, why didn't you tell me there was a family hour? I heard it was really good. Like, why don't you send me an invite? I'll be there next time. And me being in total shock, closing my laptop again and <laughs> messaging Nora and saying, oh my God, like, it's fine. Everybody's fine. Everybody wants to continue the conversation. Any problems, we'll just carry on how we're going. And just to also like, on reflection to that, a lot of my US counterparts watch those um family hours and are like oh my god like we need to do the same here we're gonna like caveat that we're gonna do the same we're gonna get our leadership involved too and then that led to them doing the same on their end um but that's just a perspective of mm. what was happening on my end because there were many times where i would be palpitating and sweating and thinking to myself oh my god like I don't. I shouldn't be saying that. And also watching someone say something and trying to um, afterwards re-explain because it was so loaded that for a lot of people there could have been defense or anger towards that person expressing their upset. Mm -hmm. But then also trying to make everybody understand like, hey, this is a safe space. People who have different opinions, but you need to understand that this person is expressing this. If you have a counter argument, you can say it, but be aware that that's someone's feeling. So you need mm -hmm. to be aware of that. But yeah, I just thought I would share what those no, no, that, 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 That's fantastic. Like, um, that's fantastic because there was, I think what was brilliant about it was everybody shared in that safe environment. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, I'm always assuming that we work is a safe space because it is, but I know that like it's difficult to make sure it's always it yeah. so everybody needs to be reminded that like we work as a safe space and i think we need to respect one another when we talk and and yeah it's just uh keep going on the family hours keep going on like that kind of events which are very intimate very safe and like that really help educate people because we have a new generation of we workers coming in and like they haven't gone through what we've gone through together and i think like for us it's like oh, yeah we have gone through that and i think we feel comfortable now but we need to also help them get into our culture and and I think family hours is a is a huge pillar of the culture. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, I think <laughs> I've worked a whole bunch of different places, but at WeWork, I've never seen any envir work environment where people can and are encouraged to be, you know, their true selves, yeah. who they are. And I think to Matthew's point, it's so important we keep that because I think that's one. I think that's really one of the most special things that that we have as a business. But we've got to make sure that people feel that comfort because the more people do it, the more they'll realize that it's true and then they'll do, you know, then it will continue. Yeah. But so let's say the four of us plus all the people who listen to the end of the podcast. <laughs> Please, yeah, yes. Yeah, yes. Of course. Because yeah. there is skip, a cash prize. <laughs> Not the cash prize. All right, yeah. So I'm thinking for season two, uh, <laughs> there'll be a cash prize for anyone that listens to the end of every podcast and we'll do a quiz at the end. No, I'm joking. But... I know, obviously, you men are very, very busy. So what I'm going to ask is ask people about music and musical choices. Now, normally, I give people some time to prepare and choose a musical choice. But I didn't do this. I want to put you guys on the spot. Now, uh, what's your, who's your favourite kind of black, black artist or artist of colour? Now, Patrick, I know you, you went to a Gregory Porter uh, concert. So do you have, yeah. like, a song recommendation, something you heard live? Is it an exclusive track out? Or something that you think, like, you could vibe with that connected... To you? On, on Gregory Porter, yeah, he has he has a song which is like a it's a house remix called Liquid Spirit. I don't know if you know that. That's yes. yes. oh, a song. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm conflicted because I'm a massive musical fan of R. Kelly, but I think he's such a whoa, 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 whoa. I know. Oh, oh, you that, you're doing so well. Like no, but he's so like, bad. I have to. I, I like. I can't listen to him anymore. But his actual music, you know, ten years ago. Well, anyway. Well, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take that back. You can, like, you can delete that from the podcast if you want. He's just the evil, evil man. So. Oh. Yeah. Um, wait. What about this then? Let me save it. Maybe Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Bill Withers. Yeah. Wait. Oh. Well, I thought Bill Withers was white. 
Bill Isn't Withers. Isn't the one that goes, uh, don't you wonder where I've been? No, he's not. Do, no, do. Bill Withers, lean on me. Oh! oh! I that guy that's like, Oh, I know who you're thinking about, but I don't know his name. And I was really surprised that he sang that song. But you know, there's some soulful, yeah, there's some soulful men with curly perm. Yeah, I'm just saying. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Matthew, Matthew. I love. And I discovered him recently. Um, uh, he's a French. No, actually. Yeah, I think born in France, grew up in the UK. Uh, his music is absolutely phenomenal. So it's I will send you the Spotify. He's yeah. Love that. Good. He's, you know, he's also a really good French artist. Uh, Taste, T A Y C. If you listen to La Mel, that's a really great song. I will. Vibes. I will. Pure vibes. Really? Um, that's be a good one. You're closing out the whole. Do you know what? This morning, I needed some music to really like pump me up, like to get me ready for the day. Um, so I was listening to. Um, oh I forget. Um. Uh, I was listening to Jay Huss, but the person I wanted to bring up was actually um, Dave Santana because I was listening to his album. Um, and if you guys don't know who Dave is, like I definitely recommend listening to him. He's an amazing rapper. Um, but it was such a conscious like vibe. But it was also like I was like, yeah, I'm ready to take on the world. Whatever comes my way, I'm gonna do it. Like it got that. me in the spirit. So yeah, amazing. But caveat that I do listen to Kanye West a lot because <laughs> I feel like he just. Yeah. Gets me. I know that's controversial, but I'm trying to like add a little spice to oh, it. Yeah. I feel like I've, I've laid the way for controversial picks. Yeah, you have. I know. I don't trying know. Trying to save you. I don't know if we can keep that in, Patrick. I'm so sorry. Yeah, please delete it. I'm fine with you deleting it. That's my problem. I think we need to keep it in just for the reaction because that was brilliant. Because we're all like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, to be cancelled. Yeah. No. Sex cults are not on the agenda. <laughs> anyway, look, thank you so much for your time, guys. What's I your really song? appreciate it. I already said I was going to put, well, no. Well, no. I'll, I'll, I'm going to say taste just because okay. I'm lazy. But yeah, look, thank you so much for your time. It's been amazing. Um, Hopefully next time we can have Nikki on. Uh, he sends his apologies that he couldn't come to um, be the executive sponsor for Women of We, but he tried to make it. He flew exclusively just for this meeting. Um, yeah, and he sends his apologies. But look, thank you so much for your It's been great. Um, Shout out to Siobhan for getting this podcast up and running. It's been a stressful time, guys, but it's okay. Literally, like my wig is like losing hairs at the top. But it's fine. <laughs> But no, it's all been worth it. It's been an eye-opening experience. It's been just great for me to go as a person, as an employee. And I just really want to carry this on and continue. And we can, yes, share this with everyone. And if anybody would love to join an ECG, please do get in touch with us. It's so beneficial. It's so rewarding. Um, and it's actually kind of like open conversations. And you get to meet a lot of great and amazing people. Um, and yeah, and be your authentic self. People. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great day, guys. Have a nice Thank day. You. Thanks, Patrick. Thanks,